Our guest artist friend Nina Regenstert claims that she's not a very patient person, and so she found a way to create, make art that caters to her personality and one that brings joy through happy accidents. What started as a sincere gesture to bring holiday cheer to her friends led her to discover and fall in love more with watercolor. In this episode, Nina talks about tips and tricks for painting plants in watercolor, why being impatient can be an opportunity for you to learn something new, how to develop your style, beginner's guide to lose watercolor illustrations, and why making art for others is an opportunity you don't want to miss. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etcherlab.com. Hey, this is Jesse from Etcher. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. When I was a child, I used to really love watercolor and I remember uh, my parents, they had like this plastic thing to put over the, uh, the table in where we where we yeah you know you should sit there have dinner I would put like the plastic thing so not to not uh, mess up the whole table and then I would paint with really like um, crappy paper to print paper usually just uh, not for watercolor I learned now uh, but I would I used to really love uh, doing that and I had like faces where for every night, I think I, it was almost the only thing I, I did. And then um, my parents, they even, uh, I remember once they told um, my, my aunt uh, to get me paint supplies as a present. So they gave me uh, acrylics. And I remember that I was like, oh, I don't really like this acrylic thing. You know, I had a, a, a canvas and I had only one, I think, and I had to paint one thing on it. And then uh, the, the pressure <laughs> was too much, I think, uh, because I remember, I still know what I painted. It was a tree with some uh, with some clouds, <laughs> really childish. Uh, I think I was, I don't know, seven years old or something. Uh, yeah, but the only thing I remember from that is that I really loved watercolor. I hated the fact that the paper was always buckling because I didn't have proper material, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't really like acrylics. And then I totally forgot about it growing up. I guess, uh, you know, the years went by and, and I had never thought about it again. It was just something I did as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, when was it? I think in um, November 2019, so two years ago, I passed by uh, a store, not really an art store, but just like a store uh, where you can buy everything and nothing you know <laughs> cheap uh, stuff uh, like a mugs and, and notebooks yeah. and everything and there I saw some paint supplies uh, for watercolor and I was like oh maybe I could uh, make my own Christmas cards this year and I could paint them and I could send them to my friends and family uh, so that was actually the the thing that got me enthusiast just in that store uh, to buy it um, and then I came home and I, I started to, to try it immediately and again I was so uh, disappointed by my re- results because <laughs> really you know it was like I was a child again it was the ugliest Christmas tree you ever saw <laughs> Uh, so I decided to look up on YouTube some uh, some advice, 
and that's actually where um, the whole yeah a whole world opened itself for me like i realized that now i'm an adult and i have access to internet i can look up stuff and i can make really nice things because online you you could find a lot of examples a lot of inspiration a lot of explanations so i uh, i took some some tutorials and i made some pretty christmas cards and my friends were really impressed by it even if it was you know the first uh, thing uh, and it got me going I, after that i just didn't stop and i became really addicted uh, so i i followed more tutorials um I learned until now almost everything online but I still I'm still learning every day uh but I'm still as enthusiast uh enthusiastic as I was in in day one. Very interesting. Thanks Nina for taking us through that journey. So first thing was you started as a kid and I think everyone did uh when we were kids, right? Everyone tried their hands on either watercolor. You said that you also tried acrylic, but your heart is really with watercolor yeah totally <laughs> it's just a, the thing about watercolor that i love so much is that the water gives you um, special effects that you don't have to yeah. make happen it just it goes uh for you it works for mm -hmm. you actually actually so you don't have to plan every single stroke or every little detail it just goes naturally and you the nicest surprises happen uh, by accident so that's what like, I really love about it I like that little nice surprises and I think in, in one of the episodes someone did say the unpredictability of watercolor yeah. makes it I guess magical in that sense because mm -hmm. it will really surprise you and like what you said happy accidents one other thing that I picked up from when you were sharing your story was that you fell in love with you stopped watercolor right and then it was in November 2019, when you decided to make Christmas cards for your friends. Yeah. What's interesting about that was you started with watercolor again to make something for other people, for, for your friends. And I guess that's what makes it more memorable, I guess, or more intentional when you start making art, was that you did it for someone else. And yeah, totally. you may have mentioned several times in this podcast, and I went over and over about making gifts for others through your work of art, through your art, when you were making those Christmas cards. And you said that, you know, you started going back to it again, to watercolor again. And was there any sort of, do I really want to paint Christmas cards or would they like it or not? Do you have those kind of thoughts when you were making them? Yes, totally. Because I thought, oh, they're going to look at me and think I'm a, I'm a child, you know, should I even send this to them? But you have to know about me. The Christmas card that I sent the year before that was, you know, me, my boyfriend in front of a Christmas tree holding our cats with the most ridiculous outfit. So we kind of had a reputation of sending really uh, strange things <laughs> for Christmas. You're, we're not the classical Christmas card givers. Yeah. And um, what I did is I, I um, sent some pictures to, I think a really good friend of mine uh, beforehand. And she was like, no, you should totally uh, do it and, and that's okay. really nice so I got some some good feedback before I decided <laughs> to send it to everyone uh, because yeah it's a bit uh, yeah 
you don't have to feel the the shame you just have to do it i think <laughs> plus it's a very heartwarming gesture i would say because for me i would personally would like to receive something that's handmade and painting a christmas card like from scratch that has to mean something for someone who will be receiving the card yeah and you said that from then on you didn't stop so do you paint every day aha uh-huh. not every day <laughs> but if i could i would really uh, there's not a day that i don't want to so i'm never it's i don't think i've ever had a day that i was just home and and i didn't paint uh and i was sitting in the couch and reading a book or watching tv mm-hmm. i don't think i did that uh but sometimes of course uh you know i have a job and then at night i have plans and then yeah. i'm not gonna come home and and paint but i think every week i paint at least uh once and most weeks i guess i paint three or four times uh-huh. i was looking at your feed nina and one thing that i noticed is your style of painting was it something that you did intentionally when you started with watercolor i know you mentioned that you like that the effect of watercolor the happy accident that you know it it just gives you an unpredictable results but your style it's loose it's yeah whether it's florals i saw your landscape i think i saw a portrait and some animals too so there were like a variety of um, different things and for me if i if, say i would want to learn watercolor i would really would want to follow you if you have any tutorials for any of those so your style how did you develop the i mean what most people would say watercolor yeah they tend to do loose but was it something that you intentionally did um or studied no no not okay. really um but what's in my um in my method is that i don't love to spend three hours on a painting it will make me too tired and i i have a very impatient personality in all ex- aspects of my life so also in paintings i'm not patient uh i prefer it to be done in a half an hour so i can start again and make a new one and make yeah. another one uh, i like to make quick results have a lot of results um so i think that's mainly a part of the reason why my paintings are not super detailed because it just takes so much time and i i just love how it looks uh when you don't take that much effort but still it looks loose but still people can see what it is that you're trying to paint you know you can paint an animal um and you can still see that it it's a dog or Uh, you know you don't have to paint every single hair <laughs> on there you can i really i admire the people that can do that um but for me yeah it, it's not for me <laughs> <laughs> so how you i asked you earlier how many times do you paint or do you paint every day and you said no so you do did you say two to four three times in a week yeah i thought three to four but four. i've never really paid a lot of attention on it sometimes uh it's it's every day and some weeks it's a busy week and it's once a week of course i had uh, a lot of time on my hands with covid yeah um uh, but still now i i make time for it 
Yeah, what I love the most is after a, a long day of work mm -hmm. um, that you can just relax uh, and paint and it clears your mind, really. It's like meditation. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people turn to art during at the onset of the pandemic. Even up, to, up until now, people uh, gravitate towards different things, whether meditation, but I've noticed an increase in, in the number of people who are doing art. And mm -hmm. uh, of course, with an extra, we, we've seen that, that a lot of people are, you know, tuning in and watching tutorials and the live demos, which brings me to my other question. I know you will be teaching with us on the 29th. So can you share a little bit more about, we talked about your style earlier, but can you share yeah. a little bit more about what you will be sharing during your live and what you will be teaching during your mini workshop? Mm -hmm. um, the, the topic I chose is one of the things uh, that I like to paint the most, it's plants. <laughs> um, uh, because I'm a, I'm a very big plant fan, my apartment is full of plants. Uh, and so it's easy inspiration for me because it's all around me and I, I just love to paint it. Um, so for the live demo, what I'm going to do is uh, like a succulent it's called. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like a plant that's only, I don't know, 15 centimeters tall, really cute, small one. And we're gonna paint uh, some some of the leaves that are on there. And what I would like to, to try and teach is to observe the plant uh, beforehand and make a small sketch, not really a difficult one, but just that you get comfortable to make uh, a sketch of, out of something that you, you see and you try to pay attention to the position of the plant uh, in the space. So you try to portray the fact that the leaves are going in all different uh, directions. Amazing. And then, okay. yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> we are too. So that's for your live demo. Um, I don't have succulents in my home, but I know that it, it has like layers of leaves. Is, is that right? or um, I'm thinking of another plant in my head. Uh, interesting about it is that the leaves are going in all the directions, yeah, you like know? And directions. sometimes, mm -hmm, and in the beginning when I wanted to paint something like this, I always have the urge to, to just paint a leaf on the la a left, a leaf on the right, a leaf on the left, a leaf on the right. But actually they're going in the front, in the back, a little bit more upwards, downwards. And we're gonna focus on that, how to put something that's 3D uh, on a painting and still make that's, it look. Yeah, that's a really good one because I personally, I'm not good with space relations. So every time I look at a painting and let's say perspective, if I want to paint it from the top, I find it quite hard to like move the leaves so that it will look like they're you know, either overlapping each other or like in different directions yeah so I know you will be sharing that you're in your live demo but any tips and tricks that you can mention on this episode that would help any beginners say how would you approach a painting with let's say that succulent mm -hmm. um, well as I said I will first try to make a sketch and the thing is that you you should um, try to see um, look at the plant and look at it as if it's flat and then you can see for example uh, the leaf yeah it kind of has a shape like a triangle maybe just you try to look at it and see which shapes are in there 
in order to to make a sketch and then what's also really important i think for for this is that you try to look at the lighting um, so which parts um, are a little bit darker than the other ones uh, probably they're below another leaf and so if you paint them darker as well you're going to portray that that effect of layers uh, so that that's i think the things i would look at yeah Make More Art, the podcast, is made possible by listeners like you. So we would like to give a shout out to Michael Zuber from YouTube on a recent episode with Max McGee. He said, this was so inspiring. Thank you, Max, for the tips. And thanks, Etcher, for the great content. Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. That, that makes sense. And that's a really good tip as well. Um, Nina, the light, and then looking at the, the plant as if it's flat and uh, mm-hmm. creating shapes out of them. Those are really good points. Now, for your mini workshop, it's going to be a level up from what you will be sharing during your live demo. So, can you share a little bit more about what they should, what they can expect for your? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, actually, the thing is about uh, the the small plant that we're gonna paint it will be a, a mini mini plant so really yeah. small and we're going to stick to one color so mm-hmm. that we can really focus uh on, on this this shadowing part and what i said before mm-hmm. you know but then in the live uh in the mini workshop we're going to take a step up we're going to add colors uh and we're going to make a, a larger plant this time an avocado plant mm-hmm. uh, fun fact i grew it myself during uh, covid of course <laughs> Oh, you know, wow. the, the thing that you take the, the pits and you put it in the water and a uh, whole plant grows. Um, so we're going to expand on the techniques from the live demo. Um, so creating the 3D effect is also really a thing uh, with the avocado plant. But we're going to see more layers because the, the leaves are more overlapping in an avocado, avocado plant. Uh, and yeah, how to mix, you know, the different shades of green, uh, where to apply them, and again, paying attention to light and shadow even more. I love avocado. That's one. So I'll be looking forward <laughs> to your mini workshop, um, Nina. But thank you for sharing a bit more. I'm sure our listeners and your followers as well will be very much excited to see you share um, those step-by-step process, especially during your mini workshop. I, I know that for the live demo, it's going to be sort of a, a teaser. It's going to be a, like a the basic tutorial, but the mini workshop is a more in-depth showcase and a step-by-step process so they can paint alongside. Okay. Now, when we talk about, so for, for, because like what I said earlier, um, offline, when I look at your feed or your your Instagram feed, the, the feeling that I have is that your works are very accessible. Like if I am a beginner, and if you have any tutorials, I would definitely watch because they, you make it look so easy. And yeah. that you are very impatient and that's why you would only spend a little time painting, but then you still get the results. So how, any tips and tricks on how to do that? Because a lot of people would be so intimidated to start making art because one, it's either they feel they need to spend a lot of time to paint, two, Probably they don't know what tools or what materials to yeah. get. And the third one is that they don't think that they will be able to get the same results. And I know you said this a little earlier that, you know, when you started this 
doesn't look good. But from what I've gathered, it, it does look ugly before it moves to something really good when it comes to either making art or starting with a watercolor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can totally understand in the beginning, you, you look at some beautiful painting and you think, well, I wish that I could do it. And then maybe you tried it once and you think, ah, I didn't get the same result. And, and it feels, you know, uh, not nice. <laughs> But um, yeah, what, what I think that helps a lot is um, to remember that every uh, painting that you don't like is somewhere where you can learn. So if you make a painting and you think, well, I didn't really like my result here, think about why that is, you know, t- look at your painting and compare at the thing that you were trying to pon- uh, portray and, and think, okay, what does this other painting or, or picture have that my painting didn't have? Maybe, maybe the proportions were strange. Eh? I, I remember I had that in the beginning with my Christmas tree, you know, the first time strange. Uh, I did like a triangle that was not correct. Uh, look at it and, and think, okay, what's off here? And, When you in the in what I always have is also if you just painted it and you look at it and you just think mm, I don't like the results but I don't know what's wrong step away from it uh, maybe take a drink or you know even the next day come back to it look at it again with fresh eyes and nine times out of ten you're gonna see it you're gonna see what it was that maybe you looked over or you didn't pay attention to and that's where you learn. And where you can go and try again, because that's my other tip. If you did something and the result isn't quite what you hoped it would be, the chances are, if you try it again, exactly the same painting, you're going to improve so much more. And, and one of your best works can arise from it. So it's not because it doesn't look nice the first time that you wouldn't want to try it second time, third time. So, um, yeah, those are a bit of my tips and Really, uh, you mentioned that you saw like a portrait on my uh, feed. It was a painting that I did of my uh, boyfriend. And the first time that I did it, it was so ugly. Yeah, it's my boyfriend. But the first time that I tried it, it was really funny how ugly it was. Everything was wrong and really, really horrible. I shared it in my story somewhere. uh, And then I think a year later, I thought, okay, we're gonna try it again and it's still not perfect uh, but it's already so much better better and I didn't uh, have to wait a year actually I should have tried it again way s- sooner um, but it's yeah I think it's a struggle everybody will always have um, it's it's a learning curve yeah and I really like when you pointed about trying again uh, you said you took about a year but you like what you said, you shouldn't have waited that long to give it a try. So that's really a good piece of advice for anyone who's listening. Because yeah, it can be very frustrating, right? When you start it up and it doesn't look good. <laughs> Chances are uh, it's not for me. But hearing you talk about your journey, uh, Nina, for me, at least it made me realize that you, know, you just have to keep on going and you just have to try it again. Because definitely what you did the first time sooner when you did it the second time it's going to be different because you learned something when you got when you tried it the first time yeah of course as long as the thing that you learned is not oh 
I can't paint this subject. It's just not for me. As long as that's not the thing that you remember from it, then it's fine. You have to look at it and you have to think, oh, I used too much color or, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't pay attention to shadow or, and then try it again and pay attention. And also when, when you talk about you being impatient, for this one, it doesn't translate to something negative because you don't spend a lot of hours like sitting down and painting because that's not your style. But that impatience led you to discover the different side of watercolor, which is loose, which still allows you to create beautiful pieces of art. And now you will be sharing them with the Etcher students, our listeners and our audience. So that, you know, even if you spend a little time making art, you'll be surprised by the results. And you is a perfect testament to that, that yeah. you can absolutely make beautiful art and teach them to anyone who would want to learn. Yeah, that's really the, the thing that I would love to teach um, someone, the, the confidence in the fact that you can make something nice in 20 minutes. Uh, you don't need the whole night. Yeah, why not? It should be possible. That's great, 20 minutes. I'm sure anyone who's listening, wow, what what you can paint in 20 minutes. So if you really want to learn more about that, then you, you definitely need to watch out the live demo of Nina and her mini workshop because she will be teaching those tips and tricks. So I just have some fire questions before I ask you another question before we wrap up, Nina. To pick up best, the best time to paint, what time would that be? You mean time of the day, time yeah, of time the of year? Day. Time of the oh, day. Okay. Uh, huh. Hmm. Ah, I, I like to paint every day, all day. So, but I would say at night to clear your mind. Um, that's the thing that I said I really like to do. So I'm gonna stick stick by it. <laughs> but you know, maybe I, I'm having second thoughts of my answer because during the day there's daylight and you can find inspiration all around you. So maybe it's better during the day. It's more logical, but who has time during the day? It's true. Not everybody, you know, so. That is true. That is true. Okay. Color in your palette that you can't live without. What is that specific color that is always present in your artworks? I think it must be green <laughs> because I, I'm really into botanicals, florals, okay. landscapes. I guess it will be green, but I love to make it myself so it maybe it's, it's like blue and, and yellow uh, oh yeah. i was actually about to ask which specific green because in watercolor you have a ton of green <laughs> yeah you have a lot of green so is there anything but you did mention that you love creating your own mix of green like yes and and to be honest i'm not really good with the actually the the names of each <laughs> color too. <laughs> a lot when you look at a palette right yeah oh wow yeah a lot. i yeah i really i have to study them better but i think a warm shade of green let's see yeah okay brush size that you normally use for your painting six always six okay six yeah is it a round tip or uh yes oh okay round tip all right 
you can do details you can well if you have to you'll paint the whole background it will be easier with the bigger size yes but you can do anything with it so <laughs> i agree i agree with six i agree with six you can definitely do a lot with size six brush okay yeah if you are to choose just one subject to paint every day what would that be i have an idea of what your answer will be but i'm gonna let you just go for it uh, it's difficult because I have phases. I have phases where I love to paint florals, phases where I love to paint plants. When I'm on vacation and I see beautiful landscapes, I want to paint landscapes. But okay. I think, yeah, it will probably be like botanicals, something with plants, leaves, maybe okay. flowers. Yeah, I'm <laughs> cheating now. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. It's okay. Because I would, if I ask myself the same question, it's going to be hard because sometimes I am all about leaves, but sometimes I like florals or mm -hmm. if I'm being lazy, I'll do galaxy maybe and just drop in colors and just, you know, do a splash. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, another question that I asked and this, I started asking, I think a month ago with some, with the artists that I have on. And it's always interesting to hear the answer. For this question it's a simple one and that is the question of what is art for you it's a way to relax for me to relax. yeah short i think that's the cool. biggest but mm -hmm. it it's true it's true i i like what i said earlier a lot of people gravitated towards art during the i mean we are still in pandemic but yeah a lot of people find art very therapeutic and a way for them to de-stress. So yeah, thank you. Sometimes you have, you know, your head that's full of thoughts. And uh, if you're painting, you're just thinking about painting. That's what I love most about it. Me too, likewise. Yeah, I, I do love it. Here at Make More Art, that's really what we stand for. We invite artists to talk about their journey because we want to inspire others to make more art. Make art. I mean, it's, it's not just for people who are born with, you know, with the skill, with the talent to paint. But art is yes. a lot of things. You can literally not just painting, but there are different facets of what art is. And um, thank you for sharing your journey with us, Nina. And I really look forward to your live demo, especially the mini workshop because it's an avocado and, and bias because I love, if I can eat that every day. <laughs> but yours is, you're going to yeah. be the, the avocado plant, right? For, for your yes. workshop. So, and we will be sharing tips and tricks as well. So that's something to look forward to. Um, Nina Corral is your Instagram, right? So I'm gonna include that in the description box, but I really enjoyed chatting with you, uh, Nina. And like what I said at the beginning, uh, when I look at your feed, your art, it's very accessible for someone who would wanna learn. When I look at you, you make it look so easy. And hearing you talk about that, it takes you roughly 20 minutes to create those. Um, it's just really inspiring and I hope that the people who are listen, listening and will be watching this will also be inspired to learn from you. It's accessible, like you said. It's, uh, yeah. Thank you, Nina. And plus, it's, it's fun to be joining with the artist who is also teaching the skill. So thank you for taking us through that journey. Nina, thank you again for being on the show. I enjoyed uh, chatting with you. And um, thank you for agreeing to do this interview with me. 
your workshop, your live demo is happening on the 29th. So we do look forward to it. Um, I will be sharing the link on uh, the details of that workshop as well into the description box and into our show notes. So please do watch out for that. Thank you, Nina. Thank again. you so much. So take care of yourself. I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Perfect. Bye. 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 It feels rather fulfilling to create something in a short span of time, sans the pressure, and also for people you love and care about. Just like what Nina did when she started with watercolor. Have you tried making gifts for others through art? Do let us know by sharing your comments through the blog post associated with this podcast at etrolab.com slash Nina. Want to know what goes behind the scenes here at Etcher? We heard ya! We are lifting the curtain and giving you VIP access to do just that. Get to know who does what here at Etcher Lab. So joining me for the Etcher team spotlight is Mark. He is one of probably the only guy within the studio admin team. And it's with great pleasure to introduce him to you, uh, to our listeners and what our audience here at Etcher Studio. So without further ado, please welcome to Make More Art, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Jesse. Um, to everybody who's listening, um, hello, everyone. Good morning, good evening. <laughs> yeah, we have people here, from all over. You. Yeah. So, Studio Admin, I'm really surprised because for the for the like length of time that I have been with Etcher, it's the the entire Studio Admin team. They're all women, and this is really good to be interviewing someone from the Studio Admin team who is a man. So, how does it feel to be surrounded? Well, not really surrounded, but because we, we work remotely, I mean, we're not surrounded physically, but how is it working? How's the dynamics of working in an environment or in a team? And you are the, the only guy, <laughs> the only well, thorn, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> well, working with them, um, being the only guy in the team, it's, it's really amazing because I can see how um, detail-oriented uh, um, females are. I mean, that uh, the... the uh, other admins in my team they are very particular and i'm learning a lot from them yeah um, every day um since i'm the new guy um, yeah. i ask a lot of questions from them and they are really helpful yeah so i I, I, I learn a lot from them that's good to hear and yeah they they are really amazing very generous and kind um members of the studio admin team so you said you're fairly new and i, I kind of know so when I, I i used to be i used to be part of this studio host team now I'm part of the content team which we're in I focus more on the podcast but have you been with or when did you start hired back in August I actually was uh, I actually applied back in April but my hiring process was delayed and I came back uh, in August and then the process was I I I was um, accepted as uh, one of the studio admins, the, the first and only guy in the <laughs> yeah, studio admin. Exactly. Yeah, so, so I think uh, four months. Four. four months. So, okay. So you've been with this, the admin team since August, but you the, the hiring process started in April. So you're also a pandemic hire, just like myself. I started <laughs> May, I think, or June, if my memory serves me right. How how is how has it been working for a city admin? Before you answer that, what was your previous work before joining Etcher? Oh, so before uh, working with Etcher, I was a um, receptionist kind of thing uh, for a um, physiotherapy clinic chain based in Canada. 
So, uh, my main job was to answer calls from patients who wants to book their appointment. So, uh, yeah, that's that was my day-to-day task uh, working with HealthMax Physiotherapy. And after that, I was hired with uh, in Etcher. Um, the transition was, um, I could say it a mixture of... Um, I was also doing some admin stuff back in uh, my previous job. So the only thing that was a bit difficult for me uh, during the transition with this uh, new job in Nature was uh, how detail-oriented um, the admins are, the tasks are. So it, uh, I have to be very careful with all the details because uh, uh, a small mistake, uh, it could really affect a lot of customers who may, might complain. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you have to go back uh, with your pad and uh, fix everything. But eventually, I got a grasp of how to do the task. And then, uh, especially with the help of the uh, my co-admins, uh, yeah, they, they, they did a lot in uh, helping me to uh, do the job easier. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. So given that, so he, how long has it been? Four months? August, September, October. Yes. Yeah, four, four months. months. What would you say is the best part of being... A studio admin. For me, the best part would be, though we are working remotely, uh, I, I, I can still feel the uh, closeness of each admins. Um, the bond is there. The communication is really great. Um, yeah, we could. Uh, we have a tight uh, um, closeness, uh, and we are actually the uh, one of the best thing that I really like is how we help each other. Mm-hmm. So if every if someone has a question, we just drop the question there and then um, anyone who knows the answer could just um, give the answer. So uh, we kind of help uh, each other out so just, to, um, just to get the task done. Okay, thanks, thanks, Mark. And I'm glad to, I mean, the, the studio, I mentioned like what I said earlier, very generous team. It's very, they're very easy to work with. So I, I have one final question before we wrap up. The, is that a, a painting on your background? Is that a painting or is that a wallpaper, a digital? Background? This is a wallpaper, a background, wallpaper background. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the, the reason I ask is for, for most of the Etcher staff that I have interviewed, they started making art. And we are in Make More Art Podcast. I have to ask, have you started doing any art or are you into arts prior to joining Etcher? I was. Actually, when I was in high school, I really liked um, art, but I've never had uh, the opportunity to uh, like go further with mm-hmm. uh, my interest since maybe because um, we don't. I don't have the uh, resources to have the materials that I want or to, to uh, do the art that I also want. So maybe mm-hmm. that's one reason. And But still, um, I'm really interested in, in art. I, I'm really amazed whenever I see um, different uh, art uh, from different artists. Um, but the only thing is that, yeah, I can just um, stand there in oh, but I cannot do that. <laughs> I'm just there to enjoy their their okay. uh, their art. <laughs> okay, but uh, do you plan to try out any of our tutorials? And you know, we have a lot. Have you tried? Yeah, I, I I haven't tried, but if I uh, maybe I could 
uh, get some um, art materials and uh, try it probably <laughs> in the future. <laughs> you yeah, should, guess, uh, you should. Yeah. Artists in Etcher are really, really good. I'm really amazed with their jobs. Yeah, their art. they are. <laughs> all of the artists, all of our artists are there amazing and very talented. Mark, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you on this segment for Make More Art, which is the Etcher team spotlight. And so great to finally e meet you. So thank you for sharing a little bit more about yourself and what you do. And welcome to Etcher as well. I know it's four months late, but welcome to the team. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Right. Thank you so much for having me. We would love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast or you can find us on YouTube at Etcher Studio. And oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.